Yo, welcome to Starbucks. I'm your host, Anthony Bernardo. With me, we got Jim Rosati. What's up, Jim? How's it going? Good morning. Good morning. Look at the setting, the backdrop. Actually, you say good morning. I'm noticing the sun is starting to come through. When we got here 15 minutes ago, it was like pitch black. Yeah. And yeah, now this is gorgeous. They can see what's behind us now. Yeah. I mean, you got the, <laughs> the winter meetings banner behind us. Um, no, nah, this is this is pretty this is pretty neat, right? So, first morning of the MLB winter meetings. What are your thoughts so far? Um, it's early. Uh, it was a late night last night, so uh, you were telling me. I'll, I'll say this: like, if you've ever been to this hotel, this like convention area, it's uh, it's huge. First off, and I feel like we're gonna get lost a few times while we're here. Um, well, we're, the stuff, we're getting lost a few times. We've already yeah. got lost twice. <laughs> so <laughs> we've been lost already, but no, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Last night, uh, we were here. Uh, we, we came to watch Sunday night football here last night. There's a little sports bar kind of right, right over there. And I was like, Hey, let's just go hang out. Maybe we'll see some people, um, met up with some of our favorite beat writers, Alex Stumpf and Jason Mackey joined us for, uh, for some drinks, watching football. And, uh, yeah, I think it was the first time it hit me because, like, you're, you're drinking a beer. You look to your right. There's Derek Shelton, like, literally right there. You look to your left. There's Jeff Passan. You look over the, across the way, Joel Sherman. So, like, you've got all these guys here who are, uh, yeah, like the, the, the Major League Baseball, all, every, everyone in the industry is here today. Right. It's definitely who's who. Yeah, it's neat. Now, what I want to say is good idea coming here last night. Just because like you wanted to scope the place out, we found this as a setting and everything. But because it was Sunday night football and we're central time and we're hanging out last night, yeah. right? Like people are watching this back home. It's now eight o'clock. For us it's seven. Yeah. We, we got up, up we got like three hours of sleep. We got up early. It was a late night. We got up early today. Like I feel like that moment, like eight mile, like you're going to say like some really profound something today on the show. Yes. And I'm going to be like, it's 630, dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You didn't want to get up early to do that. I'm struggling. I'm glad the camera's way back there right yeah. now. Yeah. And it's like not right on my face. because I, I mean, I already like, spilled coffee on me. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we're, <laughs> we're a mess. Um, but no, it should be exciting. I think the festivities here start right around uh nine o'clock local time so we're about two hours away from like real stuff kind of taking place but right. i already saw lauren shahadi walk through the courtyard here so yeah starting to hustle and bustle well speaking of starting to hustle and bustle yeah. maybe we should start actually talking something about the show let's do it um from all the pirate moves that have happened obviously there's a lot of them. All the moves, right? Yeah. The NL Central is on fire. Jackson Churio signed the largest deal of a player who's never reached the majors. And the Pirates, well, they signed uh, a couple of players themselves. Yeah, so <laughs> not, that, not exactly on Jackson Churio's level. Uh, they, they do make a couple of minor pickups uh, over this past week. Um, we're looking for obviously more stuff to happen while we're, while we're down here, but, um, Ali Sanchez, who was on the team for like a month last off season, he's back one year deal, a major league deal. Um, it's not all guaranteed though. He's pre-arb. So I, 
know, what are your thoughts on this? Because I feel like a lot of Pirates Twitter got really, really excited or, or all wound up about this Ali Sanchez signing. And like, I'm just, I just don't think, I don't think there's much to it, honestly. I think it was just a catching depth signing. Uh, I, I would be surprised if he remains on the 40 man. I, I think they're going to eventually try to sneak him through waivers and see if they can just invite him to spring training as a non-roster invitee. I mean, I'll tell you right now, Ali Sanchez might catch at some point in time for the 2024 Pirates just because of injuries. But, like, Ali Sanchez isn't going to be on the opening day roster. That's my take. So, I am not going to guarantee anything at this point in time about anything. So, I'm not going to put my word on him not being on the opening day roster. I hope he's not. (laughs) Yeah. But here's what I'll say about that, too. And I think this goes back to, like, what Tyler and I were talking about on NS9 Live. It's like, I get everyone's frustration about so much right now. So, like, everyone on Twitter going wild about this. You know what? The frustration is warranted. You're seeing everyone in the NL Central do what they're doing, and then the Pirates sign Alex Sanchez. So, I get it. But on that, yeah. like, realistically speaking, I'm kind of with you. This makes him 40 man at 38 now, right, with him and, and Nunez, right? That's 38. You need at least three pitchers. The math doesn't add up. Right. So, like, why are you adding these guys when you need starting pitching? Right. It's depth. It's depth. It's a split deal. That's probably what convinced them to come here. Cause, like, hey, mm-hmm. even if I don't make it, I get weighed. I'm getting some money here probably, you know, later in the future. So, whatnot. Yeah. Um, so, like, I'm more enticed to go here. And the Pirates say, you know what? It's low risk, a little bit of money up to dish out, if not. Mm-hmm. But we have some depth because we're not sure what's going on with Henry Davis. You know what I mean? Right. And I think the other thing, too, is don't worry so much about the 40-man number. But, yeah, like, it is at 38. Mm-hmm. It's not where the Pirates can only and will only make two more additions to this roster. Right. Because there's certainly more people that are expendable. But I think what you're probably looking at is trades, trades, trades. Like, a trade will happen. And that's going to make other guys remove. Other guys come in. You might still be at 38. A 40. Yeah. So, like, I don't, I think there's a focus and people are worried that that's the guy we got. And, like, there's only room for two more guys that need pitching. So, what are we doing here? Kind of just remove that. Don't think about it. Yeah. There, there are expendable options on this roster where if they need to make room for people, they're, they can make room. And Ali it, Sanchez is one of those guys. I was just going to say, including the two guys yeah, that they right. just added. And the guy that they, the other guy added, um, Rodri Munoz, like, really good stuff from the Nationals, claimed off waivers taking up another 40-man spot. But, again, we got birds. Yeah, we got some birds here. We want some coffee. But as far as, uh, like, again, just a depth option, probably someone that they think they can hopefully try to fix. Uh, another another guy, though, who is towards the bottom of that 40-man. And if you need space, like, he's just another guy that you can, you can, you can remove from the roster if needed. Both of these ca- are as the Nationals did themselves. Right. And both of these guys are candidates to, like, if you do DFA them, they could pass through waivers. Like, Ali Sanchez, maybe being a catcher, has a more likely shot of getting claimed. But Ali Sanchez already cleared waivers two months ago. Like, it can happen again. Right. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I don't think this is, like, an attack on Jason DeLay, as some of them putting it. I don't think this is a direct correlation that they've already determined that the Henry Davis catcher experiment is done and that's why they're going after Ali Sanchez. Yeah. I just think like you said, you're gonna need catchers. He's one of them for now at least. Yeah. I I, I just don't think we should really read all that much into it. And again, Jim, 
let me say this again. This is also the team we were complaining and talking about a year ago for the opposite effect where they had mm-hmm. one catcher on the 40-man for how long? Yeah, this move makes – like when they picked up Ali Sanchez last year, it made sense. Right. It, we were saying the same thing. Like the guy's not that great, probably not a major league catcher. But, again, it's a depth, it's a depth piece option there. Um, they'll, they'll invite him to spring training if they can figure out a way to get him on the roster at that point in time. I, I would just be surprised if he's on the 40 man right. come mid February. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, we're done now, right? Yeah. <laughs> what about, um, so there was one move already made for winter in, uh, during the winter yeah. meetings. Um, pretty big. So we were actually at the bar when this, when, when this happened. So, uh, it was, it was pretty funny. We saw Jeff Passan tweet about it. And then like an hour later, we look and there's Jeff Passan at the bar with us. So yeah. I guess just passing us by. Yeah. So just like, I mean, it, it's a pretty cool atmosphere here, but just to kind of run through this, uh, the Seattle Mariners traded Evan White, Marco Gonzalez and Jared Kalanick to the Atlanta Braves for prospect Cole Phillips and right-handed pitcher Jackson Kowar. So Kowar was just acquired, I think, a bit ago from the Royals. Uh, Cole Phillips, second-round pick. Um, not a whole lot given up here by Atlanta. Really a salary dump move for the Mariners. Marco Gonzalez is making over $10 million. I think he's making $12 million, maybe even fourteen. Like he's he's making a good amount of money this coming season. Um, I think 12 a point, little worse. $12.25 million for Marco Gonzalez. Evan White is making $7 million this season. Um, and then Kellenic. Kel- I mean, d- but you get Kellenic for taking on that salary if you're the Braves. That's a win. That's an upgrade for them in left field. It would have been kind of cool to see the Pirates make this move because Marco Gonzalez, don't get me wrong, he had a down year last year. He was injured. He only threw about 50 innings. But you look at Marco Gonzalez over the past few seasons, and the guy's a workhorse, and he put up some – like he was a major league starting pitcher for a solid four or five years in a row. Yeah, for sure. Um, took that step back last year, but kind of that classic reclamation project type guy. Again, do you want to spend $12 million on someone like that? I don't know. But if you do and you get Kellenic in return, like, I don't know, man. This is a move where I would have liked to have seen the Pirates do something like this. Um, I wonder if. I wonder if the Pirates pursued this option, if they were in the running on something like this, because there's not a ton of room for Kellenic on this team. Like, he doesn't quite fit, but you could make room for somebody like that with the amount of upside that he has. He hasn't really tapped into it just yet, but, you know, he had his best season last year. He's still only 24 years old. It's a good, talented uh, piece of the Braves just acquired. Yeah, you know, what's really funny is – Take away the names, right? This by position, like you see the Braves acquired corner outfielder, starting pitcher, yep. and a first baseman. You're like, pirate, pirate, pirate all, all the pirate needs. So, like, that alone, like you're saying, like, why were the pirates not like this? And then you look at the players and such. I mean, they had Kellenix to the fish. Um, Evan White was a name, you know, we talked about like, yeah, he was a prospect. Cheerio, where we talk about him, like, mm-hmm. okay, so Evan White was one of those guys also signed a deal before he hit the majors. Yep. Um, kind of crap. It was a 726, I think it was, something like around 724. 
he's making like seven million this year, eight million next year, and I think he's yeah. done, right? Six years, twenty-four million dollars this year, next year. And then there's team options after that, but no one's picking, no one's going to pick well, those up, most yeah. likely. Yeah, <laughs> the way he's been playing. Yeah. So he, yeah, yeah. Like okay, so if they need first base, but he shouldn't be the answer. So fine, whatever. Marco Gonzalez, starting pitcher, like you said, he's a little bit pricey for like what his talent is, but that's what you would think. Yeah. Here's the thing. You're looking at Freeze right now. What are Marco Gonzalez is going for? $10 million. Yeah. You know, so it's like if you're going to go out and get a Marco Gonzalez paying $10 million, so why not get a Kalanick on top of it for some, I don't know, for like even mid-tier prospect. I mean, it's, it's prospects the Pirates can certainly afford right. to give up. Right. So like you, it's like, okay, so you take on, in my mind, it's like you take on Evan White's contract. You get a need. That's a little bit more you want, but it's still a need. It's in your system, and you get Eric Kalanick. Mm. Why? Where were the Pirates? I, I don't know where they were. Yeah, it, it would be. A, this is certainly a deal. Like if this was the Pirates happening today, and we were talking about this, it's not that I'd be excited, but this kind of makes some sense. Yeah. You'd, be, you'd be excited about the prospect with Jared Kalanick could bring. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a big name with major upside. Uh, I, I started to tap into it last year. Yeah. Strikeout's still an issue, but the walks were there. Um, pretty pretty good defense in left field. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, the, the age and the upside is what really makes Kalanick very interesting. Uh, and, and you just – you look at this and you're just like, man, the Braves. Braves they did how, do they, how do they keep getting away with this stuff? Um, but, no, I mean, they took, off, took on some major salary. Yeah, that's a good point, though. Like, if Marco Gonzalez is a free agent right now, Marco Gonzalez is probably signing a one-year, $10 million deal. Yeah. Like, that's that's what we've seen so far, pitchers like him going for. So, yeah, it's an interesting move. I'm curious on if the Pirates were in on it at all. Because just by, like you said, looking at the positions, it fills some needs that this team has. Like, Marco Gonzalez, don't get me wrong, no, no, no ace or anything. But Marco Gonzalez slotting into this rotation right now, I would take that. Right. Yeah. You still need more. You right. need better. Right. But at least you have two. And Marco Gonzalez has a little bit of upside to him. You know? Yeah. Like, again, like we talked about with some of these pitchers, they're going to stand up, but there, there's still some upside. Yeah. Not that he's going to be like a number two guy or whatever, but like you're probably not signing a 10 million guy to just be a number five starter. He could right. give you a little bit better. Yeah. Um, someone in the comments here asks, uh, you think the Pirates are going to make any moves this week? Well, I guess that's probably our next like point here as well to talk about. I mean, are they going to make any moves? They have to. <laughs> I mean, they don't have to this week. They, they have to make moves. Yeah. I mean, theoretically, they have to. <laughs> theoretically, they, they also could be sitting there saying, hey, we don't have to make moves. Right. Yeah. Uh, if they want to be competitive in 2024, they've got to make some moves, right? Right. Um, do they need to make moves this week? No. But this is a week where a lot of stuff happens. Um, just some things that we've heard. Uh, and, and this is, if you really just look on Twitter, too, you'll notice the Pirates haven't been involved in any free agent talks. <laughs> like, like, it's not like so-and-so is talking with this team, this team, this team, and the Pirates. Or the Pirates right. are one of the teams in on this guy. We haven't seen that at all. Um, things that we're just hearing from other people, um, they are really kind of focusing on 
trade acquisitions at this point to improve the team. However, you also don't hear their names involved in the trades that are out right. there either. So like Juan Soto, obviously no. Um, we haven't heard their names like within like the Dylan Cease talks, but we've heard like the Cardinals Beaver talk. Cardinals have been in the Dylan Cease talks, but just just from from what we've heard in our time here so far, um, the focus currently seems to be on improving the team via a trade. Uh, so maybe be on the lookout for something like that. I still expect them to come out of this with at least one starting pitcher. Like they, they kind of have to get started on building that rotation. Uh, and, and I mean, you're here for four days with all of major league baseball. Like I would be, I would be surprised to see them not do something. Now is it going to be a big splash. I don't know, but they need starting pitching and they need it before guys start going away. Like they need to pick up some guys. Well, they're starting to. That's the thing. They're starting to. Yeah. And this is our talk and discussion on NS9 Live. Like it's, it's, it's not time to panic because it's only been a handful of guys that have gone, right? Yeah. But each day that passes, it seems like that handful grows. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and right, the Pirates don't have any of them yet. Right. Uh, they need four guys. <laughs> and I don't know. Like, like, again, there's every reason to be frustrated at this point in time, especially because you're seeing the NL Central just explode right now. And I know the Cubs haven't actually yeah. done anything, but like they're, they're the name you see involved in every trade. Right, the yeah. Reds are seeing involved in all these trades. The Cardinals are seeing so, like, even though physically the Cubs haven't actually done something, they're involved. Something's coming. Right, they they want to do something. You're Cubs not, are in on You're, not, you're right. not hearing that yeah. about the Pirates, so you're wondering if and what they're involved with. Yeah, and like if it's not a Dylan Cease, then then what is it? And again, that's what worries you. Is it just the the bottom level guys, and we're just gonna say, eh, you know what, we're not that focused about this year anymore, or whatever? I don't know. So do I expect a move? Like, do I think there's going to be a move this, this, this winter meetings, man? I don't know. I feel like deep down, I feel it has to happen. So they have to, right. But then honestly, it's like, but it's also, what are you hearing? Nothing. What are you seeing? Nothing. So I shouldn't expect it. I, I, I guess I'm not expecting anything. There's no signs pointing to them signing a free agent, but no. I think it just comes down to they need arms. And this is the time to pick one up. So I, I, I still expect them to do something. At some point we'll hear pirates are in talks deep with Jack Flaherty or something like, like I said, I'm not talking about one of the big names and I still think they need to go out there and acquire they need to throw four years, $80 million at Eduardo Rodriguez. Like they need to do something like that yes. if they want to be competitive. I don't foresee a move like that happening this week. I would be ecstatic if it did um, because it's something that they really need to do. They need to commit to this team. But uh, I, I would expect one starting pitcher. And again, from just what we've been hearing, they're really focusing on the trade market right now to improve the team. So maybe see, uh, maybe see a trade this week. That would be, that'd be kind of fun. Yeah, again, the rational side, the emotional side. Mm -hmm. Like, keep in mind, too, the Pirates are tight-lipped tight, tight about everything. Mm -hmm. So, 
that could be why we're not hearing names. Maybe they actually are, but nothing's actually being leaked or whatever. I, yeah. Again, it's just, this is why you're so frustrated as a Pirates fan. It's cool if you're a Cubs fan and a Cardinals fan because you get to hear and see your teams being out there and stuff. Like maybe they were involved in this Kalanick trade, but we'll never know. But other teams at least are like, hey, you know, they're at least talking. They're trying. Yeah. They don't have to feel frustrated. They're not doing anything. Um, it, it just makes too much sense that something has to happen this winter meetings. And again, a lot can a lot can go down these next four days. Yeah. Um, one of the things to roll five draft, Pirates pick, thanks to Ethan, Pirates pick ninth in the roll five draft. Um, again, 40-man roster sitting at 38. Do you expect the Pirates to pick somebody in the roll five draft this year? That's a good question. Uh, I don't – I mean, typically I would say yes. And I think most years the answer is also yes. Mm-hmm. You know, because well, first off, the Pirates are picking at a advantageous spot, yeah. <laughs> so they have a better you know pick there to, to get someone with maybe some upside. Um, it's not as great this year, but it's still top you know top third. The product of the Rule Five, like the people that are out there, not too enticing. The needs that the Pirates have again, like they have to fill a full roster here. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can really go into this year. Let's try to scoop up. Maybe an arm to fill in the you know the leader spot mm-hmm. when you have to have all these other arms, and it's like you got your you got your Munez. There, there's your air quotes rule five. There's like your addition, your project. Yeah, I mean, you. I think I, I forget who said it yesterday. Maybe it was Alex, but you know, Munoz is kind of like the. Um, it's a rule five pick, but with an option, like yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. It's kind of that wild card with a with a good arm, uh, but you can option him if you need to. So right. maybe that's the move that they're using to kind of fill in that that pitching depth. I don't know, there's not a lot out there, so I would I don't expect them to make a pick in the rule five draft. I think if they do, though, like if you're going to pick somebody, in my opinion, I think you got to go with someone who first off. You dump him immediately if, if he doesn't if he doesn't pan out. But like you need pitching, you need arms. There's a guy out there with some pretty good pedigree. Yeah, he hasn't really ever been able to put it together in the minors. But he was a fourth overall pick three years ago, four years ago. Uh, Austin Lacey from the Royals. Like I don't know, the guy's been injured pretty much his whole career, but the right. stuff is still pretty good. So like, do you maybe take a flyer on someone like that, and then just say, hey? Go pitch, see what you've got. If he has it, cool. If he doesn't, no loss. I feel like that's that's the kind of move that I would expect them to do if we're doing a roll five pick. But outside someone like that, with maybe just some some kind of sneaky upside with really good pedigree, I don't see them picking anybody in the roll five draft. I agree. I feel like Lacey would probably be gone before then, also. Possibly. And, and like with that said, it just is what it is. Like that's the one guy who's somewhat intriguing, like you mentioned. And we know, again, we keep bringing this up, like our Strat League, right? You're the Royals, I'm the Marlins, so we know about that yeah. draft because I like Lacey. I was yeah. kind of pissed that he went to the Royals and not the Marlins. They got Max Meyer. Yeah. It didn't work out well for either of us so far. Right, that's, <laughs> that's true. That's, so, like, about Lacey, like, yeah, like, I like them coming out of college. So, mm-hmm. thinking about that aspect, like, okay, the Pirates are able to get him for nothing kind of makes sense. Like, I wouldn't hate that move. Like, it's, it's not whereas if we're talking about the, the Lacey edition, Mm-hmm. In the Rule Five, come Thursday on the show, it's like, what are they doing? I'd be okay with it, right? Like, it is what it is. Yeah, um, that's a guy that you can like manage a spot for, maybe if you can make some other moves. But I think that's the thing that we're talking about. Like, 
we started the show talking to you about how it's at 38 now, but don't worry too much. But like now if you're at 39 now and it's just a bunch of mid that you've you know acquired and there's nothing that's really showing that you're looking to compete, again, that adds to the frustration. If all they did this week was come away with Lacey in the Rule 5 draft, but you know, like you're yeah. looking at this, like that's where you're like saying, that's saying your, that's like, pick up. right. Like yeah. that's where you're saying like, okay, what is going on? Right. What are the 2024 pirates? What, what, what are they? Yeah. What is the direction here? Are they looking to compete? Are they not? We're still just confused. So like, that's the thing. If that happens, they pick up, like that can't be the only thing. Like Ben, if you're listening, if you are looking, if you're out there somewhere, <laughs> someone in the rule five drafts, you better not make that feeling that happens because I promise you, Pirates Twitter is going to blow up. Yeah, that, that can't be like the one sole move. No. Like the Rule 5 draft can't be the only move made. No. During, regardless of who it is, mm-hmm. that cannot be the only move. It's better off to just not make a move. Yeah. <laughs> well, you mentioned, like we mentioned the trade market. You mentioned the Marlins. I think that's a team that you could potentially, you could potentially partner with, with a trade. They've got, they've got what you need in starting pitching. Um, the Pirates, like I said, they've got plenty of draft capital. But I feel like if you're the Marlins, you're probably looking for major league help. And I don't know how much major league help the Pirates have outside of some bench options. That they need help. Um, especially like if you're looking to acquire maybe like an Edward Cabrera type of guy, like you're going to have to give up something with, with some upside if you're acquiring Edward Cabrera. So um, the Marlins certainly, though, a, a plethora of starting pitching they're looking to, to to make their team better and they're going to leverage that starting pitching depth to do so. So maybe that's a potential trade partner. Someone mentioned Trevor Rogers in the chat yeah. too, like Trevor Rogers, Edward Cabrera. I think those would be the two guys, maybe Brian Hoeing kind of in the mix too, as far as starting pitchers. Maybe you, maybe you can acquire a Brian Hoeing. Just because for, he went a little, little lot. Like, I don't want to hear his name. As well, no, but pitchers. I mean, if Brian Hoeing is a major league starting pitcher, like, is he? Yeah. Yeah, he is. I say he's a good one, but he is one. Okay, Trevor Rogers and Cabrera, I'm okay with. If we're going down, no. But if you're looking no. for like a value arm that no. you don't have to go up a lot no. for, maybe Brian Hoeing is the guy. No. <laughs> Someone says to uh, trade Henry Davis. He has no position on the team. Well, maybe for Edward Cabrera, similar profiles. So let's like kind of talk about because like you said, that's probably what you're gonna do. Now I don't know if I value like trading Henry Davis for either of them two pitchers. Mm-hmm. But like again, this is something that I don't know the direction, but we talked about trades, depends on like the level of pitchers looking to acquire, but I don't know how many people are actually safe on this roster. Like if they're really honing in on trades for starting pitching. Is Henry Davis expendable? You know what I mean? Like, it makes sense that he could be, but you're not giving up Henry Davis, I think, for Cabrera or Trevor Rogers. Like, to me, that's you're giving up too early. Not again, not that they're bad pitchers, right? But also, like, I would want either someone better or more control, right? I, I think with me, I think Henry Davis is certainly a trade piece because you mentioned the position flexibility. Like, he doesn't really have a spot on this team right now. I think Henry Davis is someone that you trade for like the last piece to put you over the hump. Right. Like that's when you move Henry Davis, when you're like, you know what? We need this one guy to put ourselves over the hump. We've got Henry Davis. Let's utilize him to do that. I don't think you give up. Like you can't trade your first overall pick from three years ago for just some guy 
to make this team and its current structure better. So like, if you're looking for Henry Davis to be traded this week, I just could not see that possibly happening. Because how, how can you be the Pirates right now and look at the roster that you have and say, we should probably trade our first overall pick from a few years ago. Right. It's just they're not where they need to be to do that. Now, if they go out there and they sign Eduardo Rodriguez and they sign another like decent, decent starting pitcher and they just really need like that one more like good pitcher to put them over the edge, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're not trading Henry Davis for Edward Cabrera. No. Right? You're trading Henry Davis for Yuri Perez. Like, and again, I don't think the Marlins would agree to that. But if you're trading yeah. Henry Davis, but. you need to have a top, top talent coming back to you. Because it's just too early to give up on it. Like, you can't just trade your former first overall pick for a potential fourth starter. Right. And that's, and we kind of talked about this last night, you know, behind the scenes, people asking this question too. Like, the, the comp and trade I talked about too was, I'm not saying like player, but like the Zach Allen, Jazz Chisholm, like that, like that trade is how we're looking at because both of them were like young prospects at the time. It was a switch. Yeah. Like one saw they need more hitters, one saw they need more pitchers, and it happened, but they're still the control, they're still the youth. And it's like why you say Perez in that sense, like Perez comes with years of control still. Like you're not making this to get that one piece in this rotation you're making this so you have that long-term investment like okay so Perez is coming over and he's going to be in our rotation for years to come yeah so it's not Henry Davis going to be here for years it's Perez you know you're not trading Henry Davis to say okay this guy's gonna be a pitcher for us for two more years that that doesn't make more sense especially if this year doesn't turn out to be anything they like you made that trade for just one year of this guy right when you're in true contention that doesn't make any sense to trade Henry Davis for no no, and so I, I think that's like I think I don't think they're in the position to do something like that just yes. yet. Um, I, I would be really, really surprised to see that happen. Um, yeah. So, any more questions? Anything else? I think that's all we got in here. Um, I'm excited for things to kick off. Um, like I said, gorgeous setting. Everyone's here. Um, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm pretty excited to see what happens today. There's, I don't know if anything's going to happen in the Pirates realm of things, but uh, there, there's a lot of stuff cooking just across the league, too. Like like the Juan Soto trade talks are really heating up. Shohei Otani is a free agent. Um, there was a report saying that you know Otani is hoping to make a decision this week. And I mean, that, if that happens, that's, that's pretty big news. So we'll be here for the Pirates press conference when Otani gets signed by the, by the Pirates. Yeah, we'll do that. Um, by the way, I put out there on record, Jim did say if the Pirates sign Otani, he's jumping in a pool naked. I didn't say naked. Uh, okay, maybe not you know that what? again, but now you know on record. We'll yeah, you know what? <laughs> Whatever. If, if it happens, it's, it's going to happen. You probably, probably get arrested, spend a night in Nashville prison. It'll be worth it. it. Yeah. Otani will bail you out. Yes. Friend of the show, yeah. Shohei Otani will bail we'll you We'll have him on and we'll do it. Right. right. Yeah. Obviously. No, I'm excited too. Uh, three and a half more days, basically, of the winter meetings here. Lots going to go down. Mm-hmm. Not sure how much with the Pirates, like you said, but a lot of stuff happening. A lot of content from us as well. I mean, we'll probably be doing stuff out here daily. And also, we have today's show. We'll be doing NSI live on Wednesday, like normal. Yeah, we'll probably have like daily content being pumped out of some sort. We'll so, try to grab some guys to to so you're not just listening to us the whole time either. Hopefully what? you don't want to hear us. Right. Right. We're not good enough. Jim. Well, you know what? That way we just, we can you know, let people hear other people's perspectives. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So tune in. Um, and I guess that's it, right? I think that'll do it. <laughs>
Well, Cody, take us out. We'll see you all later. Bye-bye. See you guys. Hey, you all. Thank you for watching. I know we try to provide the most entertaining content that we can, uh, and we'd love to spread it to as many people as possible. So uh, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but if you could take the five seconds to like this video and subscribe to the page, it helps out so much more than you know. Thank you, and let's go Bucks. Oh,